Hello, and welcome to Mysterious AF Podcast. My name is Celesta, and I am joined by the ever... Uh, Where are you going with this? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't see you, so nothing's coming to me. The ever uh, nude, Charles. <laughs> yes, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it hanging? <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> Just, what is it? Straight up? Straight. Is that the correct response? <laughs> I don't. Sure. <laughs> Sure. How's it hanging? Just great. Good. Just living the dream out here in the Pacific Northwest. It was like 80 degrees today. It's hot. Nice. I think you got to like 91 today, which isn't too bad for Kansas City. Yeah. It's like a nice reprieve. Yeah. Um. Well, today... This we are covering episode our episode number twenty seven and I looked it up so we got the right number this time and we are covering nine eleven nine eleven what is it truth and conspiracies or truth lies and conspiracies lies and conspiracies yeah I don't have the synopsis do you have it. I sure do. I'm so glad you asked. Oh my gosh. Uh, this, this was a BBC production released in 2016. 15 years after 9-11, this documentary looks into the theories surrounding the attack and investigates whether information is being withheld. Mm. It's like, Obviously, it's being withheld. Yeah, I feel like that's been known for... A while because I mean we'll get into this when we talk about what happens in the cast but I remember my senior year of high school um, in one of my classes where we didn't do anything because <laughs> the teacher uh, I don't want to say he was a bad teacher he <laughs> just the class was I mean we were seniors and we didn't really no one really cared anymore anyway someone in the class pulled up the um the video by the guy gosh what's his name it's on youtube basically um and he's interviewed in this documentary and he ha- i want to say the loose change know. guy yes loose change yes thank okay. you yeah yeah so he showed us that when we were seniors in high school it was kind of mind blowing back then. Also, I mean, like nobody was really on YouTube back then. Like we never, yeah. At least I wasn't, and um, I don't remember if we watched the whole thing, but it was really kind of like the first subversive, I guess, thing I'd ever seen. Because in my house growing up, it was Fox News and Rush Limbaugh twenty four seven, and if you Yikes. didn't like it, you could go back to wherever you came from. So, um, so I, 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 after seeing this, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that I saw that video years ago. So yeah, I cannot remember. I looked it up on uh, not YouTube uh, on Wikipedia just to like get what it talked about, but I don't remember if I saw that or not. But I did want to ask you where you were when you heard about nine eleven. Or when it was happening? Um, I was in 
second period, which was the first period of the day, gym class in my freshman year of high school. And we had to, I feel like someone came in and talked to the coach and we had to go get changed and we were dismissed early to fourth period, which was our study hall period. And so we went and most of the classes had uh, TVs in them. Mm-hmm. And so our class had like one of the news stations on. I can't remember, you know, and I can't really remember how I, I guess I just felt like <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. And I, I felt like, you know, everybody was just like staring and watching the TV, but it was like, is this really happening? Yeah. And I feel, I mean, that was 18 years ago now. So information wasn't as accessible as it is now. So I couldn't, I didn't have a phone actually at all, but yeah, that's, that's where I was. What about you? I had just come back from like my early, one of my early classes in college. I was, so I was a freshman in college and I remember walking back into the dorms and they had the TV on and like the little entryway there and there were people were watching it and I was like, what the shit? And so I can't remember if I was there or back in my room at that point watching, but I saw the second plane crash into the second tower. I think as it was happening, and I could be wrong, but and then yeah, I was just glued to the I and I'm pretty sure they canceled classes at least for the rest of that day once word got out. Mm-hmm. And then even the next day, I remember going to, I think it was one of my English classes, and the professor was like, she's just like, I don't know, like, we can talk about stuff if you guys want, or you can leave, or <laughs> it was just like, yeah, like, everyone was just like, this is weird, and nobody knew what was happening, mm-hmm. and I remember trying calling my mom, because I did have a cell phone, and no, maybe I didn't at that point. But I was calling my mom from, like, the the room phone, and I couldn't get through, like, all the lines. I don't know if you remember that or had that experience at all. But, like, for most of the day, phones were not working because everyone was jamming up the lines. That was kind of crazy. No, Which, I don't remember that. Yeah, because you were mm. at school, so you probably wouldn't have been trying to call anybody, but... um. Which made me freak out more. I feel like I was like, oh, no, it's the end of the world. The phones aren't even working. Um, I was only like three hours from home, but I was like, what do I do? Do I drive back home? Are we going to be bombed or like? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Did you so did you get to you got to watch it then as it I mean, they played it for you guys as it was happening or. Yeah, I guess. And like I. I remember, like, the cl- I can remember my Excel teacher, um, Mr. Alvarez, and I remember the classroom we were, we were in, and I remember, like, looking at the TV, but I feel like I just kind of zoned out because, it, I don't know, like, it didn't, it didn't seem real, and I, and I just was like, I don't know how to process this information, and, like, I think yeah. some people's parents came to, like, pick them up and take them home. Mine didn't like I and I don't even remember talking to my I don't what's I like I don't remember anything like I don't remember who I talked to about it if I talked to anybody Mm -hmm. 
I don't really remember anything else about it. Hmm. I just like I, I like I said, I remember where I was, but then the rest of the day is just kind of a blur. And then I and then it's weird thinking about like how how it was to fly before 9-11 happened. Yeah. And like because I flew a lot, I guess, as a kid and like my parents would, you know, like walk me to the gate and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of other things have changed, but I feel like that was the first thing I noticed was going to fly. And I was like, this is a lot, yeah. <laughs> to, you know, to get through. And when I flew to Seattle from Chicago, like my parents were down next to the plane, like waving goodbye, like they walked me out onto the plane. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I don't, like I said, I don't remember anything else really about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's how we start, obviously, with this documentary is basically telling us what happened without the four planes were hijacked by. And this made me crazy. I mean, I know she's British, but the way she pronounced Al-Qaeda was like Al-Qaeda terrorists. Al-Qaeda. I'm like, what are you? And actually, once I heard it the first time, I was like, by who? Al-Qaeda terrorists. What? Did you notice that? I guess I didn't because I had the subtitles on. <laughs> oh. And like, I usually read the subtitles and I yes. listen to my own voice when I'm reading them. <laughs> She's like, Al-Qaeda. Um, Al-Qaeda. Yeah. I'm like, what? Who's Al-Qaeda? <laughs> well, and I... Like, I guess this is one of my notes was I hadn't really heard because they play these, this report and then like the phone calls of like somebody. And I was like, I don't remember hearing this. Like, I don't know if I ever heard that. And I was like, this no wonder pe- people are and were and will be upset by it. I was like, it's really disturbing to yeah. hear. Yeah, I, I did not pick up on her pronunciation of <laughs> Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. It made me a little crazy. I'm not I, who I'm probably not even saying it right, but at least I'm saying it like the majority of people would say. It. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, two planes went into the both twin towers, and the one plane flew into the Pentagon, and then one ended up crashing in a field somewhere in Pennsylvania. I think I don't know. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which I think, I guess, I don't know, new information might have come. I don't, this is, honestly, I didn't have time to look into this, but I think they thought that one was maybe going to the White House or something. I'm not 100% sure on that. And then, obviously, from the start, the government isn't releasing much information. Uh, And then the info they do release seems kind of dubious, like, oh, we know it was this guy because his passport happened to survive the plane crash and they found it, like, on ground zero, not burnt up and just in perfect condition. And that was kind of weird to people. Yeah, this Jimmy Walter guy who spent, isn't this Jimmy Walter who spent like the tons of money yeah. um, investigating it? And he he also kind of claims that the military and CIA were getting their funding cut. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, there was this push to go to war. Um, he also believes that the twin tower was a hydrogen explosion and that the plane was digital yeah um 
which so is the, insane. Yeah, it, I I feel like they could just make a whole documentary about him and like <laughs> why he thinks and like what what evidence he has to support his beliefs because. I I mean, like, sure, I think there's some weird things, but, like, he was very adamant about that. And he didn't, I don't want to say seem crazy, but he didn't seem no, like disconnected some people, from reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, some people are obviously like the flat Earth insane. People. Yeah. <laughs> some of the flat Earth people that we've witnessed, so. I'm burdened by the fact that all those people were murdered when it could have been prevented. Like I said, like, you, after that first plane hit, news reporters were on it right like and everyone kind of thought it was like this major accident and nobody knew it was a hijacking at that point at least the media didn't and then you see that second plane come in and hit the tower so you're you're telling me then that all the media outlets either cgi'd something into their own videos or all given a tape to play like yeah that doesn't make any sense they'd all have to be in on a conspiracy and that's way too many people yeah to keep quiet all these years like right it's that's just ridiculous like obviously the planes hit now okay one caveat to this is that there may or may not have been planes hitting the pentagon and crashing in a field in pennsylvania just gonna throw that out there yeah, because, you know, it's you almost for, I don't know, I personally almost forget about the plane that crashed into the Pentagon and the plane that crashed into the field. Like, I, yeah, I don't really remember that much, like I said, information about them and until I was watching this and I was like, oh, yeah, the whole Pentagon. And that's the thing with that Loose Change documentary, I remember, was like. You know, he was talking about how the plane crashed into it and there was how big the plane was and its wingspan. And it makes it makes it it does make you wonder, like, if you think about that. And I think it's designed, obviously, to make you wonder, especially (laughs) for people like me who didn't see all the, you know, didn't see the reports, didn't remember everything. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that guy. He says, or maybe it's in Loose Change, that nine of ten Americans felt they weren't told the truth about oh, yeah. what happened on 9-11. And mm-hmm. um, he didn't make any money from that film. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. But it sounded like a lot of people were, like, stealing it or, like, dubbing it in different languages and yeah. playing it, which he didn't make any money from. But yeah, he covers he covers all the conspiracies. So like the controlled demolition where they think like people blew up those buildings. Building number seven, do you remember that at all? That weird no, little building. So there and this is and again, I haven't gone back to look at the information, but I remember watching maybe it was this documentary, Loose Change, but you can see the towers, they're burning. Maybe they've fallen at this point. And then all of a sudden this little outer building it just looks like a regular office building it's not like a giant i don't know how many maybe 10 stories high or whatever also just like spontaneously collapses it's like you're watching this video and you're like what it didn't even look like it was even on fire like what happened and so that made a lot of people kind of 
really wonder if this was some sort of inside job. And then the way the towers fell obviously made people think that. But anyway, yeah, so he goes into, maybe we'll cover that at some point. I don't know. Really get in deep with the conspiracies. Yeah, I um makes me want to watch that movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson. Yeah, let's watch that. I never have seen it. I've seen, I think, parts of it. Have you seen it? No, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know what movie you're even talking about. I'm pretty sure it's called Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and I think Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, yeah, that sounds right. And Mel Gibson believes, he's like the crazy guy who thinks all these conspiracies, but it turns out he's right or something, I think is the premise of the movie. Um, Did you just give away this entire movie? Honey, you know, like... (laughs) You know the plot of the movie from the preview. <laughs> like, he knows too much, and now people are trying to kill him, and Julia Roberts is sent in as his bodyguard. As his bodyguard? No, I don't know. I just made up. I wish that was the movie. I mean, okay. <laughs> sounds interesting. <laughs> He's infatuated with a government lawyer, a.k.a. Julia Roberts, who permits AKA. his... A.k.a. <laughs> this bitch. Uh, who permits his attention because he once rescued her from a mugging. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I have seen this. It's a good movie. We should watch it. Hey, guys, I'm Ryan. And I'm Taylor. And we're from... (laughs) Stop (laughs) laughing. Hey, guys, I'm Taylor. And I'm Ryan. And we are the host of Under the Horror Dome, a podcast where two best friends get together, sometimes a little drunk, and we discuss various horror novels that we are interested in reading. And if they have a film adaptation, we discuss those in a separate bonus episode that comes out the same week. So we're kind of like the best of both worlds. If you like uh, books we're the book club for you if you like movies we got that for you also and we focus a lot on stephen king's work for season one of our show uh, but we also threw in a lot of great writers like shirley jackson who doesn't love the haunting of hill house Uh, we also talk about the tv show that it's based on and we have some work from stephen king's son joe hill Uh, Mike Bakovan is another one. And then we also take some time to cover the classics like Dracula. So you can listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms as you wish. You can follow us on pretty much all social media. Except Snapchat. Except Snapchat. We're not 11. We're only 14. It's fine. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) All right. Then we hear a little bit about popular mechanics who tried to debunk loose change documentary and these guys wrote a bunch of articles with actual scientists stating how things burn and blow up and whatnot and they did like debates on various news stories uh sciencey 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 science yeah david dunbar that was the popular mechanics guy he debated with dylan of loose change which yeah. we could probably find that on YouTube. Oh, for sure. I don't know if I want to, though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be them bickering back and forth. There was some, um, some hostilities. Getting nowhere. <laughs> and, I mean, unless there's a PowerPoint, a color-coordinated <laughs> PowerPoint presentation, I'm not interested in anything you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> With slide transitions, please. Um. <laughs> Bright colors. Yeah, I want the color theme to be Lisa Frank. Um, so then we get introduced to Mark Rossini, 
I think Rossini, the former FBI guy, um, who posits that 9-11 could have been prevented and it didn't have to happen. No wild conspiracy theories, no detonators and bombs to bring down the towers, all that stupid shit. It could have prevented this thing. It didn't have to happen. Uh, I may have skipped over that part. It's okay. He I, he kind of like weaves in and out throughout the whole thing. Okay. He is an older man with gray, grayish gunmetal gray hair <laughs> um, and kind of a bulbous nose oh. is how I would describe him physically uh, mm-hmm. with a fleshy complexion. Mm. <laughs> uh, is he an alien, Charles? Oh is, is he indeed a plant? Like a plant person, or like he's like a oh, like a no, a like mole. a spy. I, yeah, yeah. Mole. <laughs> I thought men like you were usually called a fruit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, could have been prevented. Probably could have because the dumb CIA tracked these guys into the country. Yeah, this was wild. We get bother to tell anybody about it. We so we get introduced to Kathy Owens who lost her husband and she is upset that there's so much that's withheld. And then we learn that in December of nineteen ninety nine two Al Qaeda Qaeda I don't know, you can okay, jump the AQ members <laughs> go to Malaysia to plan the attacks on America and they both have visa visas to visit America and the FBI was left in the dark. By the CAA on this. I did read a book about this. And I meant to look it up before we started this. And I didn't. But it was a really good book. It was really good. But you don't remember what it was called. I don't remember what it was called. (laughs) But I books are like that with me. Like I can. I think movies too. Like I watch them. I really enjoy them while I'm in them. But once they're gone. They're gone. It's just like. Don't remember what I read. Don't remember what I watched. It's gone. Well, and before Google, you'd like recall small weird details and you would ask people and like <laughs> they'd be like, no, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. There's no movie that does that. Yeah. There's no Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts movie. There <gasps> is. <laughs> well, uh, well, and I think this is com- not I guess this isn't completely off topic, but I can't remember what it's called, but they did the X-Files episode about it where you remember something and so many other people remember it the same way, but it's actually different than what you remember. And I feel like, yes, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before with the Goonies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the squid, like the squid that attacks them. And it's only in certain versions of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But. um, Yeah. Where was I going with this? What was the question? <laughs> I oh, I don't oh, yeah. I can't remember books that I read. But yes. this was a really good book that went into the detail of like all the details that the CIA had and like all the background they had on these guys and then like basically it was just like macho y infighting that they wouldn't share information with the FBI because I think there was a bit of a power grab for like money and power dick sizes. I don't know. It was ridiculous and it basically culminated into about 3,000 people losing their lives and more since mm-hmm. since the war on terror 
Oh, and the, my favorite part about this, too, was like, so they come into the country, CIA knows about it, and then some FBI agent is, like, renting them a room or yeah. an apartment. In yeah, like, San Diego. Was that on purpose? Was they keeping an eye on him? Or was he just a shitty FBI agent who didn't do any background checks before he let somebody? Well, I have to question. I wrote down that he was an FBI informer. And so oh, does that, okay. I don't Maybe know, I think does. that's different than yeah. being an agent. I feel like an informer is, like, maybe they have him undercover in, like, a drug ring or, like, yeah. Or I guess, he, you know, he, if he's maybe, in San Diego, yeah. maybe something, like, with drug smuggling from Mexico, I don't know. But I feel like an informer, they don't okay. have the training that an agent no, would. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I probably just um, wrote that down wrong, because I was... At this very time, also inflating my pool and filling it up with water as I was listening to this documentary. So I do apologize. Wait, so you weren't watching this? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> well, I, mean, I wasn't watching watching. I was listening. How were you taking notes while inflating I, your pool and filling it? <laughs> I would stop when I heard something important and write it down. <laughs> Drink uh, another sip of my vodka soda and okay, get back to pumping up the pool. <laughs> Sounds like your viewing party was way more fun than mine. <laughs> uh, well, you know, this is multitasking. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we are the co-hosts of The Late Night Fright. We're not Mysterious AF, but you know that already because you're listening to Mysterious AF. And right now they're probably talking about Bigfoot. Or alien sex. Or super slow-mo walking set to heavy metal music. But probably alien sex. I think they're the same thing, Faith. I don't think so. Join us on the Late Night Fright. We talk about horror movies. We analyze them. We look for themes. We we talk about life. Have some fun. Have some laughs. We also talk about alien sex. Yes, we do, Faith. Yes, we do. We are on iTunes, and we're also available wherever podcasts are found. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side. Anyway, no one from the FBI or CIA would be interviewed for this documentary. I'm not shocked. But some... Did you get this general's name? I did not. General Michael Hayden. He was the NSA director. Yeah. He says something that really pissed me off and I don't agree with, but I guess I'm not the NSA director. He's like, it didn't matter who knew about when these terrorists were here, why or how, uh, because uh, attack like like 9-11 was bound to happen anyway. Even if we could have prevented this 9-11, given where we were as a society... A-9-11 was going to take place. We weren't prepared to stop anything like this. It's like, what the? No, sir, you were. You knew they were here. You were very well prepared to stop them at any point, And yet it never happened. Yeah, he says that they were unequipped to deal with it. And then we learned that the CIA lost track of the two AQ members. And that is when they finally contacted the FBI. Well, it's a little late for that. Yeah. And we also... One of the FBI agents somewhere. 
Sorry. Well, no, it's okay. <laughs> we we also heard from Thomas Drake, who was a former NSA analyst who had found the members' calls to AQ that were recorded. They spoke in code, though, um, and he says that they didn't have the resources to analyze the calls, so they were undiscovered, and like that was something that could have been given more priority. Have the resources. Didn't have the resources. Oh, we need more money. We need more money. Woe is us. Ugh. I don't know why I chose this documentary. It's just making me angry. Yeah, I did not choose this just to set the record. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried what to were we supposed it, to watch? Was like, no. Or, oh, oh, the man who sees at UFOs or something. Yeah, like but it's it's not um, prime content, so we'd have had to pay for it. Yeah, and when you were like, have you watched this? I was like, oh, yeah, I already watched. I've been trying to be better about, like, watching them. <laughs> oh, wait, you just watched this today, didn't you? <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> I told you if I watched it a week ago, I wouldn't remember a dang thing. <laughs> well, I have nothing going on in my life, so. Uh... Well, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Way to be vulnerable. So vulnerable. As if you're in Seattle, reach out to Charles. <laughs> Throw some vodka up on his balcony. You can just come up to the balcony and we can have the vodka together. Well, that's nice. Or we can go sit by the pool. <gasps> okay. You have a pool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's private. It's exclusive, <laughs> members only. It's exclusive. <laughs> oh, are you Sorry. okay? Yeah, I tooted and it smells like gasoline. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why it smells like I might catch fire any second. That's what I get for eating all this natural, Not organic produce. <laughs> it literally took you by surprise. It did. It's <laughs> like, why is this? It smells like someone's like at a gas pump. Um, <laughs> do you have a candle going? I do. I have my cozy like, night candle oh. and my scentsy warmer. Hmm. So hopefully those scents will re-envelop me. <laughs> and speaking of, I was also shopping on Bath & Body because they have buy two, get two free candles right now. Oh. And $10 off 30 Nice. And since I'm technically working, I deserve it. Yes. <laughs> Especially myself. with arts like those. <laughs> like we know, need, we need all the bath and body candles <laughs> we, can, we can get. All right. Back well, then, yeah, back to 9-11. Uh, there's the 9-11 commission report thing where Congress, I wrote, pretended to investigate uh, and basically told America that this is fine. Everything's fine. And is they this, did. Is sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's just good that they did everything they could to to stop this, but they couldn't do it. Was this Senator Bob Graham? That was he? A, I think he was the part of that because we hear yeah. from him too. Um, oh, I'm gonna turn the page. Sorry, okay. I don't know if you could hear it. I made that loud <laughs> as possible. Um. We also hear from Brett Eagleson, who just basically says that there's no information. His dad was killed 
and there's no information about why his dad was killed. No one's come forward. Yeah. Well, uh, and the, I mean, the, like the FBI and the CIA refused to answer some questions and then didn't let certain people testify and stuff because of national security. So it's like, I don't know. Well, and then this like whole next chunk is basically about Saudi Arabia and um, yeah. Al Bush didn't mention Saudi Arabia and his accusation, even though majority of the terrorists were Saudis. Mm-hmm. Um, Saudi Arabia was not scrutinized at all. There was the document known as 28 Pages, which linked the hijackers and Saudis living in the United States. Um, and a bunch of people were actually allowed to leave the United States like soon after 9-11. Yeah. Which seemed kind of weird. Um, oh, well, I think, though, like, this was my, I think I kind of solved the whole thing, though, because you, do you, you remember? Solved. Okay. I solved the conspiracy of 9-11. Okay, I'm proud of you. Okay, here it is. There's this little video where President Bush was at a school getting ready to read to kids when he got word of 9-11. Do you remember that? Yeah, because they show that in the picture of his face in this. Okay, yes. In, in Florida. And we, of Florida. All, we all know that he could not read. <laughs> and they needed a distraction to get him out of that school before everyone found out that our president could not, in fact, read. And they created 9-11. Um, interesting theory, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> There's a lot of people that would be so mad at you. <laughs> uh, hey, I believe people actually died. I'm not saying they didn't die. I'm just saying President Bush was, in fact, the mastermind behind the entire thing. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they, well, they basically say every U.S. president is in on the conspiracy. Right. Uh, Which I don't believe. I'd, the president, as we've heard in all, a lot of these conspiracy documentaries, like the president isn't told things because he's only there very temporarily. Yeah. Like, and he has no real control over anything. It's everyone else behind the scenes. It's the military industrial complex. Like, who are these top, top, top secret general people even? The cigarette like, smoking man. Yeah. Who are they reporting to? CSM. And, and if they do have to report to them, like, they can just say, oh, it was, it's secret. It's top secret. I can't tell you. And then what, what does Congress say? Like, okay. Thanks like, for playing. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. I don't know. This is definitely not my favorite topic. No, and the, and the end of this gets really boring. I was just like done. It, I, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I guess you. Okay, let's let's make it fun then. Okay. You wrap up this documentary as quickly as as possible, and then I'll do my version of it too. Okay. <laughs> the last. Ten minutes are as such. Uh, 14 out of 19 terrorists were connected to people in Florida. Shocked, because Florida's full of crazy-ass people. And then it seems like the FBI is covering up mistakes again, because I don't know why. But then this editor decides to get information from the FBI, but they're like, you can't have information. He's like, I'm going to see you. So then they give him information. Like, it's that freaking easy. Then they find out that information that they were given is probably isn't real information. Shocking. And then 
I spend a lot of time trying to track down other people that might be connected as terrorists. And then there's oil and arms deals and the end. Nice job. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, basically what you said, Sarasota, Florida is basically terrorist control. Larry Berberich, Berberich was in the audience of the school children when Bush has told the news um, why the hijackers were in Sarasota. They spent six months living in an apartment and... Larry lived in Prestancia, which is like a fancy housing place, and there was a Saudi man and his family who suddenly moved out of there, come to find out the terrorists or people who had been connected with the terrorists had been going there. The 9-11 ringleader was a visitor. Uh, Dan Christensen was the reporter you're talking about. They got 80,000 pages of documents, but a lot of it's redacted. And now Andrew Maloney is a lawyer who represents the families of the 9-11 attacks, requests deduction CIA and FBI. Um, still more redacted information. Now, summer 2016, lawyers are trying to sue Saudi government for negligence. Bin Laden announced plans for attacks. Several people in Saudi Arabia government conspired with Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda, AQ. Courts dismiss case because Saudi Arabia has sovereign immunity. Because Saudi Arabia has oil and arms deals, USA won't pursue the Saudi embassies that no comment to documentary crew. And the successes presidents have covered up the 9-11 truth. And that is what I had. There you go. So. It all comes down to money. Which mm-hmm. is in oil, which is in weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Middle East, what a mess. And it's got to be all because of oil. I mean, we could get into a lot of stuff here, like how we sell guns to little f- factions of terrorists. And then we basically, basically, I, I'm pretty sure back in the day, we actually put Saddam into power. And then later we're like, oops, bad guy, take him out of the power. I'm pretty sure we had sold weapons to Al-Qaeda and Bin Laden at some point before they turned around and did stuff we didn't like. It's just, it's a freaking mess. It's... But yay, America! I felt like a mess after watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel dirty. Well, I felt like, I don't know if anything was answered or like... No, I, I thought I, I thought this was going to be like loose change, I guess. Like I thought it was going to go into like more okay. of the conspiracy stuff. I did not know it was going to go into like these paper trails, which is interesting especially if you're into this kind of thing, but it was not exactly a fun watch. I mean, yeah. Well, when I saw BBC, I was like, okay, they're professional. <laughs> like Yeah. And they were. I mean, there was nothing too crazy. They glossed over a lot of the crazy stuff. Yeah. So it made you feel dirty. It made me feel confused. I mean. Well, I felt like. Yeah, I feel like. I don't know. I don't know if it could have been prevented or not. I would hope that our government didn't know about it. But our government tends to do stuff like this. Like there's evidence of them planning terrorist attacks and wanting to blame them on Cuba back in the 50s, 60s, whenever that was. World War II, they knew the Japanese were coming, but they kind of let them bomb us anyway because they wanted to get into that war. So did we want to get back into the Middle East and start blowing people up again? I don't know. I don't know. I would really hope not. Yeah, you have to hope not. You have to be positive. Or you have to be positive, but also... You have to be realistic. Yeah. 
So would you do you recommend this documentary to our listeners? No. Okay. Only I mean, if you're super into like wanting to know everything you can about 9-11, then go for it. But of all the things that you could watch uh, conspiracy wise, this was kind of boring. Yeah, I feel like this it was um, mistitled. I mean, yeah. they do touch on the conspiracies, <laughs> but I feel like it's it's not really a conspiracy if they're presenting facts, which they are, like the yeah. redacted information. It's kind of like where 9/11, where are we now? Yeah, I yeah. would say it would be more of um, an accurate title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because going into this, I really thought they were going to find some fringe conspiracy theorists who had these you know wild conspiracies that they were able to connect somehow so it'd be like you almost believe it because yeah they have you know i kind of thought that's what it was going to be but yeah i don't i don't recommend this either unless you maybe are a 9-11 history buff you know <laughs> i i mean i don't know how it's like and un- unless you find it really fascinating yeah. and you want additional information but this also came out in 2016 so it's probably information if you are a 9-11 history buff you probably would have already you know yeah. know this um, and things have probably changed in three years maybe I would think what I did find interesting was I mean it sounds like they're still trying to put it all together which I thought was I mean I guess Maybe the FBI and CIA have put it all together, but like, I the the general public here is is still wondering like who was all involved and stuff. And you'd think like by now we would know. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. There there is still a lot of unknown, and that the government's not really telling us. And it's like, oh geez, it's almost been twenty years, like. Right. Give us a nice little timeline and names and, you know, like some sort of, I don't know. That's a long time. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of mind-blowing, 20 yeah. years. It was really sad, though. They, they did have, like, the family members, like we mentioned, still wondering, like, what happened and why. And I think I remember hearing, too, like, the people... The security at the airports, like the people that let these guys through or like the people that check them in, a lot of those people committed suicide because of guilt afterwards. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I did not know that. That's yeah. really upsetting. Yeah. So a lot of people's lives were affected, even if they weren't, you know, victims of the terrorists. Yeah. Well... I guess we are at our favorite thing this week. Let's get, <laughs> let's turn this around. Let's, let's, let's go positive. Yes. What is your favorite thing this um, week, Celesta? I really had a shitty week, but we had a whiskey tasting on Saturday with friends and it was really fun. And we invited some neighbors over that I wanted to be friend from the moment I saw him move in two years ago, but never bothered to do it. And we did it, and we had a good time. Now you have new friends. Now we have new friends. We're trying to replace Charles and Nate. However, <laughs> these this couple's pregnant, so they are right out. They can be an acquaintance. Yeah. Um, they're definitely not going to be besties, though, unfortunately. 
There's another couple across the street from them that just moved into the rental, though, so fingers crossed. Okay. Um, what's your favorite thing? <laughs> um, Chocolate-covered raisins. <laughs> uh, That's fair. It's been um, kind of an addiction of mine. They <laughs> sell them at the discount grocery bargain outlet that we go to. It's this huge bag for like five bucks, and it lasts nice. two or three weeks, depending oh. on my mood. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could make it last today. Um, so I would say that. Also, um, the Under the Horror Dome podcast, we have been oh, talking yeah. with them. I'm really excited for their The Shining episode, because that is one of my favorite Stephen King books, and I'm excited to hear their take on it. I really... I really wanted to read it. Ryan uh, borrowed it from a friend who owned it and Ryan was reading it and I'm like, I'm going to read it. And then it was like, no, this is too much reading. It's too oh. much. <laughs> we need it's to get so you audio books or something. Yeah. I, but you, yeah, I had audible for a while. It was wonderful. Really? I find it kind of like I do with podcasts. Like I usually listen while I'm doing something else and then I have to rewind it because I'm like, wait, what did I just hear? I can't. I read The Shining, I think, in 2013 when we moved to Kansas City. I think I had it on my Kindle, maybe. Yeah. And uh, I really, really enjoyed. I think because I had read, I read it in middle school, and that was like one of the longest books. It was too much for me mm-hmm. as a middle schooler. I was like, this is way too long. And so I didn't really read any Stephen King until probably 2013 was like, well, I read Pet Cemetery when I started working at Pet Traditions because I thought it would be ironic. <laughs> um. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I really do want to. Well, I'll see what they have to say about it. I might have to read it, though, because the movie, I love the movie. Ryan and I watch it a lot, mm-hmm. but I also don't get it and like ryan was trying to explain it to me after he read the book like the hotel is the haunted thing and like yes but i'm like why is he in the picture in the end like i just i i'm confused he's been accepted as part of the the staff for like the eternal residence i don't know oh okay well that kind of makes sense well i was gonna tell you what happens in the book but then i was like wait if you're gonna read it then i don't want (laughs) to spoil it for you but or don't spoil it for listeners who might check out under the horror dome oh fuck them no, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> whoa just kidding Ooh. yeah so under the horror dome and chocolate covered raisins uh good stuff this week so um oh. i think we're going to be swapping promos with them soon um, so. and late night fright hello dan and faith hi oh i really <laughs> love your um Temple of Doom episode. Ah. I thought it was so funny <laughs> that that I think that you guys that was like your favorite one, which I remember I watched all three of the Indiana Joneses as a kid. We had all three on VHS and Temple of Doom was like the one we wouldn't watch as often because my brother was scared of it, but that's why I wanted to watch it more was because I'd like pause it at the part where he ripped out the guy's heart and I'd be like Yay. Come watch this. And I would just like cackle hysterically as the guy's like heart gets ripped out and he's screaming. And oh, my brother Charles. would be like crying and screaming and like trying to hide. And be like, you have to watch it. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why people shit on that movie so much. I really like that one. I. 
I guess I just, which is weird to me, but Willie is so annoying. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she's. She, I mean, she is. She is, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't really like Marion either. My favorite indie girl was always Elsa Schneider. Because she was like the prettiest one to me. <laughs> and she was the doctor, but then. Oops, she's also a Nazi, so uh, uh, I don't that's know. That's true. That was a weird tangent to go on, but yes, yes. hi, Dan and Faith. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are having a great weekend. Yeah. Um, All right. So what oh. are we going to be watching next? I don't know. Do you know? It was that YouTube thing you sent me. Oh, yeah. The... Um, I think I, I don't that even I, I had screenshotted it. Let me see here. Uh, gosh. Did you send it to me on YouTube, or did you... Oh, it's Heaven's Gate UFO Cult Conspiracy Documentary. Oh, yes. Is that the guy from, um, the sex cult? Or is this a... Uh, no, this is a UFO cult. Man, I always looks thinking, like him, though, but this yeah. is a different cult. Gosh, what was his name? Uh, uh, that's not important, but... Yeah. Holy hell, that, that was Holy the hell. one. Holy hell, yeah. Finished, yeah. It, that that's who I thought it was when I first saw it. Um, they look alike. But they're brothers. A documentary on YouTube. Yeah. So fun. I don't know how long it is, but I'm I, excited. Yeah, I think I it'll love, be. I don't know why I love cults so much. It just they're so fascinating to me. Oh my gosh, that could be my next my my other favorite thing. Um, you joined a cult. <laughs> Is it the Kalima cult? Kalima. <laughs> I started another podcast. I don't have to mention it here. They're already famous. It's a bigger podcast. It's CBC. It's like a Canadian journalist guy. But he's doing Nexum or Nexium. Or he did um, it. It was like his first season. Is that the um, Advocare? Like the supplements? Uh, n- were they selling supplements? It's like the, it's like the guy. See, this is what I'm saying. Like I listen and hear things, but I don't remember things. I'm just gonna Google it. Allison Mack. Remember Allison Mack? Oh yeah. In that it cult? was. Yes. And then it got all branded and whatnot with the. Okay. Well, I just Googled Nexium, and it's apparently a medication <laughs> that is a proton pump inhibitor. How so, did you spell it? N-E-X-I-U-M. No, no, it's N-X-I-V-M. Well, so you pronounce V as U? Yes. Nexium. It's a multi-level marketing company. Yes. Interesting. So, but they got Keith Raniere is the leader. Okay, wow. And he's under arrest right now. I don't know if he's been. But anyway, so this the journalist is friend was high school friends with one of the actresses that left before I think all the bad stuff went down. Okay. So she's describing her time there, and it is fascinating and horrible and. Like, right. she described the branding ceremony and, like, 
she said it was just the most painful and awful thing ever. Wait, so, so they branded them like with irons? They had a they had a legit doctor come in and she had like a cautery tool. Oh my god. And they just like yeah, she's like no sedatives, no like anything. And she's like uh. the first girl got on the table and just started screaming like the moment the thing touched her. Oh my god. And she's like it was ter- terrible and then she's like but you know what? We all did it. And it was like I was like, oh my gosh. No. Mm-mm. And she left the day she realized that like Keith Raniere's <clears throat> and Allison Mack's initials were in the brand that they got. Like she, she didn't realize it at first, but yeah, if you look, you can see initials on there. And then she's like, wait, what did I sign up for? What is happening? That's when she got out. But anyway, wow, okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. It's insane. I'll send it to you. Okay. Can't wait. I love the insanity. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, thanks for listening, everyone. If you like us, uh, thank you. Uh, Don't forget to. (laughs) Thank you for liking us. (laughs) Thank you. We like you, too. Rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, We have shorts on our off weeks, which are mostly true stories from friends and family. The occasional fictional write-up. And I guess... Till next time. Till next time. Stay Stay mysterious. mysterious. Bye.